please welcome to the show, Ken of Ken and Barbie. Happy Halloween, fellas. It's Ken. And I don't even know if Ken actually had an accent, but here I am today. I'm Ken of Ken and Barbie. It's happy Halloween. So happy Halloween, motherfuckers. Yes, welcome to the Raw and Scripted Show. Ida's I, Christopher Roush, your no excuses coach. And you, of course, you're at your place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And I'm excited tonight because it's just you and I just you and I happy Halloween. It is the night of when we get scary and we get spooky and we have tricks or treats and we have dress up time like this and we get to play full out. We get to go on an adventure. We get to be silly. Um, we get to decorate our house, which I hope you have because the kids deserve it. So this is a special edition because there is no guest tonight. It's just you and I, and we're talking about overcoming fears and embracing the mistakes. And so I'm a little excited about that because I'm going to using, I'm going to be using the fact that Halloween I always try to put things in context. If I'm doing a solo show around a holiday, I always try to put things in context of the fact that uh, what would what would go with that, right? You know, and Halloween is about being scared, right? And so many times we talk about fear. So I'm just going to jump right into it with you guys right now. I don't expect this is going to be a very long show, but it's my intention with this show is to help you re-identify and shift your perspectives just a little bit about making mistakes, about having fears and where some of the fears come from. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm not going to dive super deep into it because um, I'm going to respect your time because I'm sure you're going to be out there trick-or-treating as well, which I hope you are, or you're at least you're passing out candy to the kids, you know, as a side note, I'm kind of surprised and disappointed in my own neighborhood. My house is decorated. My next door neighbor house is decorated. But unfortunately, the rest of this quote unquote neighborhood right around here, uh, nobody decorated. And I'm kind of bummed out about that. I mean, I remember being a kid and uh, people decorating and it being fun and stuff like that. So we're actually going to drive to a different part of Riverside where they're known for decorating. They're known for making it spooky and fun. So I'm going to be taking my kid to that. And that's why we're recording tonight. So let's just jump right into it. The types of fears. I work a lot with fears and my coaching clients because obviously that's probably one of the number one things that holds us back. And I'm just going to talk about some of them right here. I'm not going to go into all of them because there's tons of them, but uh, let's just go with the basic generic one, the fear of the unknown, right? So many times we're afraid of what's going to happen or what's not going to happen. And we hold ourselves back. Well, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if I die? What if this happens? What if that happens? And we play that up. I have found out that 98% of all fears never materialize but they only materialize up here. And guess what that does? That takes away our opportunity to sit there and say, I'm going to go for it because we're afraid of what potentially might can happen. And I've deduced this. I've, cause I'm, uh, I'm like quote unquote. And I say, and you've got to be careful about the way we talk about these things, but I don't like flying. I feel out of control when I fly. So there's a certain quote unquote fear that, uh, that, that goes with me on that. But I realized one time, what is it that I'm afraid of? Because everybody else is on the plane with me too. They say that you can have more opportunity to have a traffic accident than you could have an airplane crash. But for me, when I'm in a car, at least I personally have the opportunity to hit the brakes or to accelerate or to turn fast or, you know, to sit there and look ahead. I'm very cautious of watching people's cars and their tires and seeing if they're swerving or not. So I feel like I'm in control. I'm, I mean, I am in control really. But in a sense, I'm not. But that's what I'm thinking about in, in, the, in the flying of the airplanes. It's a fear of not being in control. And that fear of the unknown is the same thing. And we do that what if game. Why do you play the what if game? Why not play the why not game? Why not go for it and see what happens? Why not go for it and whatever happens? Because ultimately, when you think about everything that's happened in your life, and I want you to really take this to heart, you have survived 100% of everything that has happened in your life. And when you think back on it, did you know that that thing was going to happen? Probably not. But guess what? You you handled it. It came up. You handled it. You overcame it. And guess what? You're probably looking back on it now, not wanting to repeat it, but being thankful for the fact that you went through that particular experience because it taught you something. Maybe a marriage ended. Maybe a, a job ended. Maybe you know uh, you got betrayed by a friend. Go, the list goes on and on and on and stuff like that. But 
when you think about the fact that you've survived 100% of the things that you've gone through, that should give you confidence. That should give you courage to sit there and say, you know what? I had no idea that was going to happen, but guess what? I got through it. And guess what else? I got some uh, got some learning lessons on it. So we're going to be talking about some ways we can overcome fear. Right now, I'm just talking about the different types of fear. And I just want to kind of go do a little broad overview on each one of them. The, obviously, one the one is making mistakes, right? And I'm going to sit there and ask you again to shift your perspective about this. Mistakes are learning opportunities. Mistakes are learning opportunities. When I ask people, for the most part, 98% of people, there's that 98% again. Um, when I say, did you learn from your mistakes? Have you learned from your mistakes? Most people say, yeah. Some people say, no, I don't think so because I keep doing it over and over again. That's not a mistake. That's stupidity. And I say that jokingly in a way, but if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, that's ridiculous. So if you make a mistake, that is a learning opportunity. If you do it two or three times, that's self-sabotage. You know, it's not stupidity, but I call it self-sabotage. You got to ask yourself, and I'm big on questions. You guys know me. If you've been following the show for any length of time, you know I'm about questions. If you if you want to see a great show, there's one that's recent. I don't know which one it is, but I had... Um, Oh, geez, I'm just forgetting his name, but it's about, it's about questions. You can go sit there and go look at it on iTunes or my YouTube page, but it was an excellent show because this guy wrote all sorts of books about asking questions. And so I asked him a couple of questions that actually stumped him. So when you think about the questions, especially the ones we ask of ourselves, you know, ask yourself, what am I supposed to be learning from this? Why do I keep doing this over and over again? Why am I self-sabotaging? And don't give up until you get to the root of the situation, not the symptom of the situation. And perhaps it's the root cause is that you don't feel worthy. And so you keep doing that same thing over and over again. You're sabotaging yourself. Sometimes women I've seen in my coaching practice, and this is not a generalization, but I've seen that they have self-sabotaged and they call it mistakes by overeating when the fact that when we dig down to it, they were attractive at one point and then they got hit on a bunch or maybe they got sexually assaulted. The list goes on and on. And so they develop this subconscious thing like, oh, if I gain weight, if I'm fat, then I don't have to worry about people you know, liking me and being in that uncomfortable position. And so they, they try, quote unquote, try to lose weight, but then they keep making the same mistake again. Oh yeah, I went and bought the wrong stuff again. Oh yeah, I was lazy here and there. But again, mistakes are learning opportunities. And so I am going to give you some advice here in a minute about mistakes. Um, and I talk about the fact that when my coach asked me and people have asked me on podcasts, like, you know, Christopher, how did you go from being a seventh grade homeless dropout, you know, living in the backseat of a station wagon with 18 cats, four dogs, you know, various suicide attempts, all these different things that happened to you. How did you wind up like you are today? How did you wind up earning a master's degree? How did you wind up owning two houses? How did you wind up leaving a successful corporate career and become a coach and a speaker and podcaster? And that's because I chose to fail my way to success. And we're going to be talking about that in a second. So think about that. I'm going to fail my way to success. I'm going to make those, those mistakes, those learning opportunities. And I'm going to look forward to the fact that as I, instead of being afraid of doing those things and holding myself back, what are like three things I can do to overcome that fear? What are three things I can do to get out of my comfort zone? And that's exactly what I want to talk about next is that comfort zone. Oh yeah. And that goes back to the fact that we desire certainty. If I'm safe and comfort in my, in my little bubble and I know what to expect every single day, then I won't make any mistakes. I won't, I won't piss anybody off. I won't disappoint myself if everything's safe in my comfort zone. But I'm asking you this question. Are you living right now or are you existing? Are you living or are you, are, are you existing? Chances are, if you're existing, you're staying in your comfort zone. And, you know, I suggest personally me, I suggest finding one way out of every seven days to do one thing, no matter what it is, to get out of your comfort zone. If you struggle with saying hi to people, say hi to people. Um, if you struggle with getting on camera, get on camera for a minute. You don't have to do 10 minutes, just get on camera for a minute. Whatever it is that you're afraid of doing, get out of that comfort zone because as you do that, 
all of this compound interest becomes compound confidence. And as you do that, you're like, was it so bad? No, it was actually kind of fun. Actually, it was kind of exhilarating. Actually, I'm really proud of myself for overcoming this. And I'm kind of excited to do it again, because as you continue to do it, ladies and gentlemen, what happens? When you first time you rode a bike, did you crash? Yeah. Did the first time you started, you tried walking, did you crash? The first time you tried driving, was it scary and now it's comfortable? So again, go out there and do those things, get out of your comfort zone. And as you do that over three, six, nine months, it's incredible what it is that you can obtain in, in your self-confidence. I've seen it personally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times in my coaching clients, my one-on-one clients, and even my group coaching clients. The fact that they take that progressive action because I am there to support them. I'm in there to give them a comfortable environment to sit there and say, okay, what are the potential obstacles and how do we solve for those? So getting out of your comfort zone is a way to say, I'm living my life. I'm taking a chance. I was going to try to show you guys a video. And unfortunately, when I was trying to get it, let me just uh, try to do something on the fly here real quick. Um, it was uh, it was not working. I could not get YouTube to, to work to save my soul. So if you just bear with me for one second, where did I find that at? I found that right here. Let me see if I can get this to work because this video, I'm going to tell you about it. It is, um, let's see. Hang on one second. Let me see. Skip and okay. I'm gonna go full screen on this puppy, and I'm gonna share my screen. This is a little impromptu, but I want you guys to see this. When we get out of our comfort zone, it's pretty crazy what can happen. I'm just looking around my camera here. Um, so let's see. Let's see. Also share the audio. Yep, that's there. Okay, I'm gonna hit play, and I want you to watch this. Okay. Okay, here's the deal. If you want to be successful, here's the thing you have to do. You have to jump. There is no way around it. You have to jump. Every successful person has jumped. You got to jump. You got to take a leap of faith. You got to dash off that cliff, and you got to jump out there as far as you can. Now, a lot of times you stand on the cliff of life and you see other people soaring by, gliding down like a bird flying through the air. You know, they're going over to the south of France. You see them on a boat somewhere. You see their family vacationing here, their family vacationing there. You see them dressing like this. You see them in New York, then you see them in London. They flying by. You know why? It's because they parachute open. But the only way to get your parachute to open so you can soar, you got to jump. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem, my friends. When you jump, I can assure you one thing. You listening? I promise you this. Your parachute will not open right away. No. That's the fear part. I promise you your parachute will not open right away. You're going to hit them sides and them rocks. You're going to tear your back out on them cliff. You're going you're gonna to cut yourself. You're going to get wounded. You're going to get some tears and stuff like that. But eventually parachute will open and you'll be sold. But here's the other caveat. Let me teach you this right here. If you do not jump, I promise you one thing, your parachute will never open. So you safe, but you will never sold. You got to jump. You got to jump, ladies and gentlemen. You got to jump. 
Did you hear Steve? That's Steve Harvey, the professional comedian, talk show host. You got to jump. And so when you're thinking about staying in your comfort zone, I was just talking to somebody yesterday, actually my group accountability coaching program just started last night. And we were talking a little bit about this and they're excited about getting out of their comfort zone. They're excited about being held accountable every single week. So get out of your comfort zone. It's pretty crazy. Another fear that we have is not a, not measuring up to the expectation, right? So I've experienced this myself. I've had situations in my life where I've built this expectation up in my brain and I've wondered why I was holding myself back. Like, oh, I really want to do this and it's going to be like this and it's going to be like that. But I was never taking the full actions in order for it to materialize. And the symptoms of it were not important. But once I kept you know, pushing away the symptoms, I realized that the, at the core of it, the root of it, my expectation, I was afraid that all my efforts weren't, wouldn't manifest what it is that I truly dreamed about. And it was going to be subpar and I was going to be disappointed. And so when you think about that, right, sometimes our, our, our expectations are so high and we won't measure up to the expectation. But here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, we get it to a certain point and then we can go back and revisit it and say, OK, listen, it didn't measure up to my expectation. I thought it was going to be this. Then you ask the next question. You don't beat yourself up and say, oh, man, I'm so bummed out. You know, I wish it was like this. You ask yourself, OK, what is it that I need to do now? What are the steps I need to do now in order for it to live up to that expectation? Or do I readjust my expectation to think, you know what? That was a little pie in the sky. That was a little grandiose. You know, this is actually pretty badass and I appreciate it. I'm going to stick with this for a while. And then perhaps I'm going to reevaluate it in a little bit, whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, whatever it might be, buying a house, whatever it might be. Think about that and sit there and say, you know, am I self-sabotaging because the expectation might not be there? That's a key one. A lot of people don't think about that. And I work with my coaching clients on that, you know, to sit there and evaluate, okay, what is your expectation for this goal? Okay. Well, I imagine it's going to be like this. I might be like this. Okay. What if it doesn't matter? What is it? What if it doesn't uh, add up to that? And then oftentimes I'm like, well, then I'll be bummed out and then I'll feel like a failure. And I'm like, how about let's not say that? How about not re or programming our mind in advance for what's going to potentially happen? How about saying, you know what? I'll be a little bummed out. But, you know, perhaps I need to take a look at my expectation right now and see if it's realistic. Maybe I need to talk to a few people and get their input. Or when the situation comes up, if I'm if I'm disappointed, then I can reevaluate and see what it is that I need to do additionally to make sure it happens. I hope that makes sense for you guys. Um, another thing that that we're definitely afraid of and we have fear in our life of is about being judged. Right. You know, they say public speaking is the number one fear uh, aside from dying. And so when you think about, you know, being judged, I want to invite you to think about this. A lot of times people will judge you because they really love you and they don't know how to do things in a positive way. I know people who have tried to use reverse psychology for being mean. Oh, if I if I mean enough, I'll hurt their feelings enough and I'll kind of create a, a lot of leverage for them to change what it is that's going on. Oftentimes that doesn't work because oftentimes we'll sit there and take that judgment as to be true. Oh, especially if it comes from somebody we love. And when you think about this, we go back to our childhood. I've talked about this before on the show. A lot of how our beliefs are shaped is from the age of zero to five. Zero to five. A lot of our beliefs and our truths are made up during that period of time because we looked at our parents and our teachers and, and whoever else was in our life as the people that we respected and trusted. They were our caretakers, if you will. And so a lot of times they said things that hurt us and we created those truths out of it. Oh, you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not smart enough. You're not whatever enough. Right. And so we've gone through our lives not thinking we're enough. And so we're afraid to be judged. We're afraid to be judged by our spouses or our friends or our coworkers or our boss. You know, when we go take a leap of faith, oh, what are they going to say? And I hear this every single day. What are they going to say? Who cares what they say? It matters what you feel in your heart because oftentimes hurt people will hurt people. And when you're taking advice from somebody who has never done what it is that you're doing, take it with a grain of salt, right? So if somebody who is doing what you're doing 
and they give you uh, negative feedback or they judge you, then that's on them. But you got to sit there and think about yourself and sit there and go, you know what, whatever it is, I'm proud of myself for where I got to and the lessons that I learned. And I'm going to continue doing this because it's important to me. And I'm not going to allow the opinions of others to hold me back. They talk about it in the five regrets of the dying. The number one regret of the, regret of the dying was the fact that they lived the life they thought they were supposed to live instead of living the life they wanted to live because they were afraid. They were afraid of what their parents were going to say. They wanted to make their parents happy. They wanted to make their boss, whatever it was. And then they got to the end of their life and they realized, man, I should have lived the life for me. Why did I care about those people? Those people are dead. Those people don't, those people were miserable themselves. You know, we start to have 2020 hindsight and thinking, why was I so concerned about what they were saying about me? And if you have friends, and I'm going to say this, honestly, if you have friends in your life that pick on you and tell you you're stupid and do all that stuff and judge you like, oh, I told you that was a stupid thing. You need new friends. Because listen, ladies and gentlemen, when you take a piece of paper out and you write down the five people you're around the most, and those five people are either positive and, and, and provoke you to go out there and take a chance and get out of your comfort zone, or they want you to stay comfortable and miserable like them. Because misery loves company. Why is that a, 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 such a known statement? Misery loves company because people want to hold you back so that you're safe or you're safe and miserable like them. But once you start getting out of your comfort zone, you start going and do things. People are going to say, why are you going to do that? Back in my day, when I was when I was a seventh grade homeless dropout, my mentor encouraged me to go back and get my GED. And I started doing that. I started taking continua continuation classes. And all my friends, all my homies, all my buddies thought I was, oh, Mr. Smarty Pants, why are you doing that? Oh, uh, you're going to fail at it. And I'm like, I needed new friends. And guess what? I got new friends. And when I got new friends, I started excelling in life. And that's why I have a master's degree today. So think about that. If I would have listened to my friends, oh, I want to be cool like them. I want to be, you know, lazy fucks, you know, smoking dope and, and uh, whatever. I just, I decided to continue doing it for me because this is your life, ladies and gentlemen, this is nobody else's life, but yours. I don't care where you're at, who you report to, who relationship you're in. This is your life. And if you're living your life for somebody else, you're going to regret it. Let me tell you this without a doubt, read the five regrets of the dying. I promise you, you will come out of that thinking a lot differently because hundreds and hundreds of people sat there and said to a dying, to a hospice nurse, Hey, I regret this. I regret not taking more chances. I regret not taking more risks. I regret not going for that stuff. So when you think about being judged, think about the source of that judgment and think about getting around people who are mentors and people who are personal coaches like myself, who will sit there and give you that constructive feedback right? Notice I say constructive feedback. I don't say negative, negative feedback or whatever. They give you that constructive feedback to ask you questions. Hey, so maybe you didn't get that position. Maybe you didn't win that contest. Maybe you didn't get that trophy. Maybe you didn't get that person. What is it that you learned from it? And how can you apply it to make sure that the next time you're successful? How many times do our friends ask us that? Oh, see, I told you so. People like to say, I told you so. And those are people you need to remove from your life, right? Even if they're family members, I won't even get to that. Um, so I want to offer you an opportunity to think about this. Um, you know what we oftentimes, there's one more thing that we, that another fear that we kind of do is we kill our dreams before we even attempt to execute. And it's kind of like going back by the, the, not measuring up to the expectation, but we'll say the next statement, I tried it before and I failed. So we already put in our brain that we'll fail again if we try again. But again, if you learn from your mistakes, what is it that I did last time? And how can I improve upon that? What are three steps that I can take that are different from the ones that I took before in order to get three different results. Maybe I should really consider investing in somebody who's done this before so they can coach me through that process. That's why I'm a su successful coach because people have this mindset, this negative mindset, and then I work with them and I shift their perspectives and then they become unstoppable. If you watch my social media for any length of time, you know, I'm always quoting unstoppable because you truly can be unstoppable. That's not a fairy tale. That's a fact.
That's a fact. So let's get into some of the suggested actions. This is my, this is my favorite one that I've come up with you guys for take imperfect action, take imperfect action. When my coach asked me when we were thinking about my branding and how I became the no excuses coach, she said, how did you go from, you know, where you were to where you're at now? And I said, literally, I took imperfect action. I was scared shitless every step of the way, but I just kept taking that action. I kept learning from the mistakes if I made any mistakes because I considered them learning opportunities. Again, let's rephrase them. Hey, I'm going to go out and make some learning opportunities today. Instead of, well, I'm, I'm afraid to make mistakes. No, they're learning opportunities, but go take that imperfect progressive action. Like, like uh, Steve Harvey was saying, you got to jump and it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be pretty. And it might take a little bit of time. It's taking you ever how long you are old. It's taking you this long to get to the way you're, you're at now. So it might take a little time to unwind that. So give yourself some space and grace. It's not going to happen in two months. It's not going to happen in a week. It may take three months. It may take a year. It may take you two years. But if you're blessed enough to live those two years, wouldn't it be great on the end of that to be successful? to have what it is that you went after and look back on that journey and say, wow, I got scraped up and bumped up and, but the view is worth it. Right. When we think about going to a, a Vista, you know, and we climb and we hike, we get sweaty, we get dirty, our knees get scraped up, but we get to that Vista and we're like, Ooh, baby, this was worth it. This was worth it. And I want you to say that about your life. So take that imperfect action every single day and fail your way to success, fail your way to success. Look at each opportunity. I mean, there was times in my life where I failed miserably, but I got back up and I said, okay, what's the other route? Because if there was some wall obstructing me, I was like, how do I go over it? How do I go around it? What tools do I need to get over it? I never gave up. And that's where the no excuses came from. So I took imperfect action. I never stopped and I never gave myself any excuses. If I wasn't smart enough, I started learning. If I wasn't strong enough, I got stronger. If I wasn't, if I didn't understand people enough, I started studying people. I just kept going. Whatever the obstacle that came up was, I said, okay, you know, I, I remember one time I, I told my boss I wanted to become a supervisor. And she laughed at me. She says, Oh my God, Chris. She goes, The guys in the warehouse don't trust you. There's no way you could become a supervisor. And I said, Give me a year. Give me a year. And what I did, I could have said there a failure. I could have sat there and said, okay, I guess I'll never be a supervisor. Again, that negative self-talk that we say to ourselves predicts what our future is going to become. Instead, I said, how will I, how can I earn the trust and respect of those guys? I didn't give up. And so I started reading autobiographies. I started reading an autobiography by uh, Abe Lincoln. And, and, uh, and uh, uh, I always forget the dude's name, the guy that ran GE, all these famous leaders. And so I started taking what it is that they were doing and there was a lot of similarities. And so I wrote them down, I put them on a sticky note, put them on my monitor. And every single day I would go, instead of saying, Hey, let me show you how to do that. Sounding like a dick and making them feel stupid. I'm like, Hey, do you want some input on how you're doing that? Cause I think effectively, maybe we both can come up with something better. Like rephrasing the things that I was doing, rephrasing my approach to, to people thinking that I was out there being a badass and helping these guys get better. But the way my approach was, was saying that I was a know-it-all and they were stupid. So I went and I switched it. Guess what? The next year I got the supervisor position. I never gave up. I took that imperfect action. And like I've said before, think about what it is that you truly want and really, really consider this. You can do it on your own. I mean, there's Google and YouTube. There's no real excuse why you can't get smarter and you can't figure out what to do. But let me guarantee you something. When you get somebody who has done it before, guess what? Success leaves clues. Either copy their clues, but more importantly, think about getting a coach. If you want to get in better shape, get a trainer. If you want a career, better career, get a career coach. If you want a mindset coach, look at me, right? So think about hiring the person because they're going to walk you step by step. If they've done it, they know the ins and the outs of that. They know where to direct you and give you the boost and the confidence and the, and the opportunities to shift your perspective about what it is and get you there faster. Will it cost you money? Absolutely. But what is it going to cost you in time? What is it going to cost you in happiness? What is it going to cost you in your relationships? Because you're miserable and you're not achieving the things that you want to do because you keep trying over and over again and then you give up and then you stay complacent and you stay lazy and you stay in that comfort zone. And then you get to the end of your life and you have regrets. 
or you don't take care of yourself. And then you wind up going to the hospital. You wind up having all sorts of medical issues. You're on 17 different medications and then you feel like shit and you don't want to do anything. And you just look back and say, wow, all I had to do was eat some vegetables and work out a few times a week and drink some water and maybe take some vitamins. So think about that. Don't shoot yourself in the foot, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care what anybody said about you. And I don't care what in situations you've been in before. Today is a brand new day. Today is a brand new day for you to take those opportunities and take those risks. Because like Steve Harvey said, again, it's pretty incredible what it is you can achieve. And here's another thing that has helped me to visualize, to visualize what it is that you're going to do. Visualize your success. Visualize your, your success. Because let me ask you, have you ever had a bad dream? Yeah. And we all bad, had bad dreams. I had one last night. What happens when you wake up? You feel like that happened, right? You're sweating, your heart's racing. You're like, oh my God, I feel like I just jumped off a building. I feel like I just had alligators chasing me, but nothing was happening. Nothing physically was happening, but your brain was painting pictures in your mind. It was running a movie set. This hat is tight. This, 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 uh, your brain was running a movie and your body said, oh, that's true. That must be true. And so your heart raced and you started sweating and everything else. And then you woke up going, oh my God, the same thing. The same thing, ladies and gentlemen, can work when you visualize. So I visualize every single morning when I wake up, I visualize myself walking on stage to ACDC, Highway to Hell. I see my Ron and scripted in the in bright, shiny lights behind me. And I see a whole audience full of people that are dancing and they're singing and they're ready to get motivated, right? And I've seen that before, but I just hold that in my brain because I know that's going to happen again. And so I encourage you to visualize what it is that you want to become. Whatever it might be, visualize yourself with the perfect mate. If you have a certain idea of a person in mind, visualize with yourself with that person. Visualize yourself getting married. Visualize yourself having kids. Visualize yourself and do it repeatedly. Because again, that repetition is going to rewire your subconscious brain for you to focus and look for those things in your life instead of looking for the failures and the mistakes and keeping you regretful. That's my whole situation right here is keeping, you got to think about this. And here's another situation you can do. If you're not sure what to do, think with the end in mind. Think with the end in mind. So whatever it is that you might want to do, what is the last thing you have to do before that you're successful in that? I have to do X. Okay, what do I have to do before X? I have to do Y. What do I have to do before Y? I have to do whatever. And so you think about that. You work backwards. You build a plan. And then you visualize that plan working. You visualize it backwards and forwards. And then it becomes a part of who you are. And that way, when it starts happening, you sit there and say, oh my God, I visualized this. I, 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 I thought this was going to happen. Now it's happening. It's like that deja vu stuff. Think about that. You know, and then you take all of these combined together and it's incredible what it is that you can achieve and you can start right now. There's nothing holding you back right now. I encourage you when you turn off this video or you turn off this podcast, take a couple of moments and write down a couple of things that you've been avoiding doing because you've had that fear of failure. You've had that fear of judgment. You've had that, whatever it is that we've talked about, the rejection, everything, you know, what are, oh, I've done it before. And I've, okay, listen, there's one thing that we have that we did not have back in my day, YouTube and Google. Literally what I want to become a podcaster. Okay. How to become a podcaster. We have chat GBT, you know, uh, you know, help me write an introduction for my podcast. Help me do this. You know, what it is I need for podcast art. You just start Googling and you start writing down things and you start taking that imperfect action every single day. And you give yourself a window, you give yourself some leeway. You say, Hey, maybe, maybe there's going to be some bumps in the road and I'm going to enjoy that because I'm going to learn again. It goes back to that fear versus excitement. I'll give you an example. I'm not sure if I talked about this. I may have missed that, but there's no real difference between fear and excitement. And who doesn't want to be excited? Do you like to be excited? I like to be excited. Hey, we're going to go do this. Hey, we're going to do that. Oh my God. I don't want to be afraid of this. And so there was this one time I was at magic mountain and I was standing in line and in front of me, some of the people were super excited. They're like, Oh my God, look at that. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to put our hands up. Oh, I can't wait. Look at that dip. Da, da, da. Oh my God. I remember being on the last time and it was so fast and everything else. 
And then a couple of people behind me, I had people like, oh my God, look how tall that is. You know, what if the, what if a part breaks, you know, oh my God, what if we have to, what if we fly out? You know, what if, what if, what if excitement, fear, same ride, same thing. We're all doing it. But again, it's that perspective. What are you focusing on? What are you focusing on? Are you focus on the fear and the failures and everything else? Because I can tell you what, there's this thing called a reticular activation system, RAS. If I tell you in your room, or if I ask you in your room, look around and tell me everything that's blue. You'll go blue, 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 blue. And okay, what was red? Well, Chris, you were asking me what's blue. So I focused on what was blue. Exactly the same thing in your life. If you're focusing on the negative, if you wake up in the morning and you expect the day to be shitty, guess what? There's going to be opportunities for you to go, oh, that just validated my point. See, I was right. Same thing. Hey, I'm going to, I believe the world's a, a positive place. Oh, wow. Somebody let me in the driveway. Hey, you know, the coffee was made when I first got to work. Wow. Cool. All those little bitty things, whatever you're focusing on, that's going to manifest into your reality. And so I encourage you again to make sure you're around the right people. This is so important for all of this because you want to be around people. I'm around people who are fucking awesome. My buddy, Walt, Lee, Jock, Tara, Mary Kay, all of you guys, all, so many more. Um, my coach, Sally, my friend, Patricia, there's so many people out there. Um, uh, geez, I just fucking blanked on her name. Um, oh, well, doesn't matter. You get the idea. So I surround myself with amazing people who hold me accountable, who lift me up when I'm having challenges and I have opportunities to say, they can sit there and say, Hey, Chris, have you thought about doing it this way? Or, hey, I know somebody that I can introduce you to that potentially could help you with your podcast or help you with this. Surround yourself with the right people, especially in your own house. If you're in a relationship where my husband or my wife, they don't support my dream, you're going to have a tough time achieving it because you're always going to have in the back of your mind, what are they going to say? What are they going to do? I'm going to disappoint them or you know, they're going to make fun of me or they're going to they're gonna complain because I'm not around as much or anything. You got to have the right people in your life in order to overcome your fears. And because you want people to sit there and say, well, why are you afraid of that? What's the deeper meaning of this? What's holding you back? And do you think you're going to regret this one day? And only you can answer all of these. Only you can do all these things. So I encourage you, if you're blaming somebody in your past, oh, this hat is tight. Let's see if it can open up like this. Ooh, now I look like Brett Michaels a little bit. Um, sorry about that. My head is killing me in this thing. Um, what was I going to say? Um, oh, if you're blaming other people, you know, I'm this way because of my parents and I'm this way because of my boss and blah, blah, blah. And you're blaming other people. You're taking all of the opportunity for the control and the change from yourself because you're basically saying I'm this way and there's nothing I can do to change it. And that's bullshit. I have seen so many people have horribly fucked up lives, horribly fucked up lives. I mean, check out Walt McKinley's book, uh, Monsters in My House, you know, and now he's, he was successful in business and now he's a successful podcaster and doing legacy driven marriages. You can do it. And it's not going to be, well, Chris, it's going to be so hard. Fucking A, it's going to be hard. But guess what? When you go on, if you're going through it, ask yourself, what am I supposed to be learning from this? How am I supposed to be growing from this? And what potentially can I do after this to help other people? That's what I've done with my shit. I took my entire journey and became a coach and became a podcaster to do this very thing with you to sit there and say, Hey, wasn't I afraid? Oh my God. I was a seventh grade homeless dropout. I was told I was stupid throughout my entire life up until the time I was 18. And then when I got around the right person, he was the guy, not my mother. My mother didn't want me to go to school. She wanted me to stay there and stay miserable and lazy and take care of her. She never said, hey, Chris, what do you think about going back to school? She never said that once. But now I get around this stranger who was soon to become my father-in-law. And he's like, hey, have you ever thought about going back to school? I didn't even think it was an option. I thought I was going to have to work three jobs for the rest of my life in order just to survive. And do you just want to survive? 
When did it become acceptable to survive? When did it become acceptable to be complacent? When did it become acceptable to be lazy? The answer to all of those questions should be no, it never became acceptable. It's not acceptable and I won't accept it anymore. You have to make that decision. Those people had their, their role in your life to get you to where you're at right now, this crossroads, when you're watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, to change, to change what it is that you're doing. Dr. Wayne Dyer says, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. There's so much opportunity out there for you guys. I'm here. Literally, I've done 200 and what have I done? 234 podcasts, 240 of these things, 234 of these with guests by myself. And I can, I can literally guarantee you everything that I can teach you as a coach is in these podcasts. And these, and these people have detailed their lives, their own hero's journey. That's another one. Go watch the hero's journey by Joseph Campbell on uh, YouTube. It's about an hour and 23 minutes. I think something like that. It's an amazing depiction and an illustration of what we all go through. We go through these ups and downs. We go through these ups and downs. All of our movies go through that same thing. And we root for that underdog. We root for that guy to come back home and say, oh my God, you should have seen what I've been through. And they're like, oh my God, what did you do? How did you do it? The same thing could be that. And you could be that person. You could be that light for those kids. If you have kids in your life, you could be a light for them. If you have siblings in your life that maybe they're not doing so well, you could be the light for them. You could be the light for the person in your neighborhood saying, wow, look at that person out there walking and doing stuff every single day. You could be the light for somebody else. And we need more lights in this world, ladies and gentlemen. So many people are watching the news and following politics and they're feeling hopeless. And I'm here to provide hope every single day. And I don't want you to just play the someday game, hoping, wishing, and praying that something happens. You got to do the work. You got to do the work. If you're at all interested, if you can't afford a coach, you can't afford my group accountability coaching program because you can join whenever you want. The next sign-up date is going to be January or uh, December 4th. It's twice a month. You guys can go check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes. But if you can't afford something, hit me up. Hit me up and I will give you 10 books to read. You can go to Barnes & Noble, read them. You can go to a library, check them out. You can probably get them for free on YouTube. 10 books, you take three things out of each book and you apply them. And I promise you, you will be leaps and bounds of where you're at today, but you have to be the one that gets sick and tired of being sick and tired. You're the one. So stop blaming everybody. Stop being complacent. Stop being lazy. Stop with your fucking excuses and get up, put your big boy pants on your big girl pants on and decide today, decide today, not in 2024. Don't make your new year's resolutions. Decide today that you're going to do this and you're not going to hold yourself back anymore. And you're going to be excited about the opportunities to learn and to grow and to make changes and to get different people in your life. Okay. I'm about to do something. I've just decided it recently. My 55th birthday is coming up next year and I've just made a big decision. I'm not going to announce it right here. Cause I'm going to probably do a special announcement on it, but I'm going to do something to really massively change my life as well, because I've had something holding me back a little bit and uh, I've decided that enough is enough. So I'm going to be sharing that with you guys because you know, that's how I roll. So I'm going to let you guys go. Um, I hope you found value on this. I trust you have found value out of this. My ask of you is to share this share this out and not only just share it out, just share it out with a couple of comments. Like, Hey man, I just watched this guy dressed up as Ken from Ken and Barbie riff about fear and, and, and what holds us back. And more importantly, he gave us opportunities for what we could do to change. Because I can tell you this without a doubt, I've proven all of these work. They all work. You just have to go take the action to do it. So share this out on your social media. Make sure you go to noexcusescoach.com. Make sure you go there and check it out. I would love for you to go there and check it out. If you want to check out the group accountability coaching program, I've made it totally affordable. It is ridiculously affordable. So one of the people in the, in the group says why they're there. And he said, because Christopher made it ridiculously affordable. I couldn't say no. So if you want an opportunity to be held accountable twice a month, um, have accountability partners. Actually, you're held accountable every week. You have an accountability partner. I come in and teach a little bit every two weeks. Um, we have a private Facebook group. 
et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Go check it out. Uh, you can find it at noexcusescoach.com. Go into the, the coaching tab and you'll find it, group accountability coaching. I would love to have you there. I would, I would love to have you there. Let's make 2024 the best fucking year of your life because I know I'm going to do that. Y'all know what I mean. All right, guys, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, look at how I kept this to 35 minutes. I love you guys. We'll see you back here next week. Who do we have up next week, Chris? Who do we have up next week? Who do we have up next week, Chris? Um, we've got so many exciting guests. We're booked through May next year. Holy banana crackers. We have some incredible people coming up. I just keep getting better and better guests. Not to say my bass guests haven't been great, but uh, we've got some, some, some crazy people out there that are really awesome. Um, we got uh, Anine Uckland. I hope I'm pronouncing that. She's from Sweden and Norway. She's a pistol. You're going to dig her. Um, we got Tassos Katsios. Katsios. Um, pardon me for, for ruining your names, but I always get the correct pronunciation of their name when they're on the show. I'm going to be doing another solo show for Thanksgiving. So if you have some ideas, if you want to see me, uh, hear me talk about certain particular things, I'd love a, a, a message from you. You can just info at, uh, no excuses, coach.com info at no excuses, coach.com. And then we got some crazy people after that. So I love you guys go out there, be unstoppable and let me know how you apply this information and what your successes are, because I would truly, truly, truly love to hear about this and how the show impacted you. All right. So go out there and be the, the change that you bitch about. I love you guys. Stay misfits for life and stay unstoppable. Cheers.